welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallout Boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, my name is Joe. Caitlin, have I ever, have I ever told you about how much I like Foley do? You know, Joe, I don't think it's come up, actually. That's a shame, because I do a lot. Oh, really? Do you want to elaborate on that more now? Uh, it's really good. Uh-huh. It's, like, really good. Uh-huh. Like, the songs, the songs uh-huh. are all good. Really? All of them? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh, how about that? Strange. Truly wild for a Fall Out Boy album where all of the songs are good. Revolutionary. Truly, it's only this one and Infinity on High, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It's never been done before. (laughs) Uh, Except for Infinity on High, which did come first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. These two records collectively never been done before. That is how records work. (laughs) Sure. This song's good. Uh, Shipped Gold Standard, comma, the, is track six on... Do, which is coming up on its 10 year 10 10 year birthday yes anniversary whatever it is um because uh or maybe maybe it just passed it. i keep thinking this is a 2009 record it's 2008 so it might be 11 coming up on year 11 but uh the shipped gold standard track six comes right after head first slide on the record um and Head first slide is a, is a hard thing to follow, mainly just in the way it ends. It's very uh, dramatic. Mm-hmm. But uh, this song, this song just has a perfect start. Like it picks up, and I'm just like, oh shit, the fire has been lit. Yeah, the intro is so good. It's definitely like it's not quite like what Sahana was talking about of like, do you, don't you just want to go ape shit? But it is very much being being like, fuck yeah. It's real, and like I I I hate to say like I think a lot of songs on this record have that feeling for me where I'm just like, oh shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. And something I was thinking about, not recently, but a while ago, uh, this record was produced by Pharrell Williams, which is relatively unimportant, but he does have a thing. He's really good at starting songs. He usually, uh, or, or projects that he's involved in uh, and, and producing are usually good starting. And he'll, he'll, he'll like, he's like, he's like a signature. Um, he doesn't have like a, like a, like a, if meant you don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you a call tag or anything. But a lot of songs he is involved in will have like a, a four count, like a, something will happen four times on beat before like anything else comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy does this is probably his biggest song ever, because, of course, because it was in a Despicable Me movie or maybe it was Minions. I don't know, but that's why. And uh, I don't think it isn't this song that does it. There is a song on Folly Adieu that does it. Uh, it's I think it might be Tiffany Blues. There's like a song where like a... a it's a, it's the bass that does it four times. But I just think about how good songs start when Pharrell is in the room. <laughs> and I don't know how much he was in the room. Like, I don't yeah. even see his name on this specific Genius page. But uh, he is credited as, like, a like executive producer on the record. Yeah. This song, like many songs on this record, start real good. And this one stays good. Yeah, it does. I was telling Joe a couple weeks ago um, when I was listening to this record just because I felt like it, because it is one of the Fall Out Boy records I'm allowed to listen to as I have already listened to it. Um, <laughs> it's also really good. Yes. I don't know if I've told um, you that before. But, <laughs> but there, I told Joe there are three songs off this album that we haven't done yet that I'm really excited to do. 
and this is one of them. I'm curious what the other ones are, but I won't spoil it. No. This one's really good. Guitar tone, the way it starts good, and then the way it, like, shifts its own, like, rhythm down for, I mean, both both the verses have a really specific rhythm, um, and I think they're really good. Patrick's uh, performance on this song is really, really good, and I like the words a lot. This is, like, a weird, like, eye of the tornado for this record. Not in the way that, like, What a Catch is, because it picks up after What a Catch. And it's like, even though it kind of feels like a dramatic closing point, this song is like so not narcissistic in a way that, or at least it feels that way. We're going to dig into the lyrics. I may change my mind, but it doesn't feel like it, it, it feels like such an expression about caring about someone else, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, not, this is maybe the most like non asterisk way I've felt about a song like that for Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Because there's a lot of songs about like, I love you, but we're not together, and that pisses me off, or I'm mad about something. But this is just, like, like the chorus of this song, I, I, I genuinely really, really like. Yeah. And or I the, the like... pre-chorus and the chorus together, I should be clear. Yeah. Well, and even the overview says, like, that they perceive it to be, like, less narcissistic and, like, shitty, mm-hmm. more or less. Um. So I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. The pre-chorus is my favorite part of this whole song. It's it's one of my favorite Fall Out Boy things that have come into existence. Yeah, I really really love it. It's 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 a it's a lyric that is just like yes, mm-hmm. that's it. You did that it. You nailed. Sc- you you got that, it. <laughs> that is a scream. That lyric in the car lyric. Yeah, which is funny because he talks about screaming in it. It's true. It's like they know. I guess we can probably get into the words. Yeah, I don't have, like, a lot of strong feels on the music, aside from it just fucking bops. Yeah, it's not like, um... I, I Listening to it again, I was like, fuck, this is the record where they just fucking nailed the vocal layering. Like, I love the the, the layering on Patrick and his, like, every part of his delivery is good. It, like, it feels meticulous when another track comes in, and it's just like, they all feel good. It feels like it matters. It doesn't feel like it's being slapped there. So this part sounds different than the other part, which is how I feel about post hiatus stuff a lot of the time. That's good. Um, But yeah, uh, I will I will read this first verse now because it's good. That's why I'm reading it. Not because it's a thing we do on the show. I want to make it clear. I'm doing this because the song is good. Math and size, the dollar is down. Plant, 
First one. Uh, sometimes I want to quit this all and become an accountant now, but I'm no good at math, and besides, the dollar is down. That's scathing political commentary in 2008. Can't believe it. I mean, more political than fucking the other one. I mean, this record is kind of... I mean, despite coming out during, like, the stock market crash, it's not as political. Like, it's not really about that. America's Sweethearts is the one that, like, postures itself as being very political, but we were like, there's nothing here. It's it's pretty skin deep, yeah. Yeah, versus this, I feel like, actually, like, it's tiny, but I feel like it goes a lot further. (laughs) It says some things that make sense in the time frame, for sure. The verse continues with, plant palm trees on Lake Michigan before it gets cold. I gotta feel the wind chill again before I get old. It's good. Mm-hmm. I like quit this all and become an accountant, but I'm not good at math. <laughs> like I yeah, would, I'm I would, not good at math I, either. Yeah, it's like I, I would do, I would do the thing that is technically safer and, uh, you know, not all this work, but eh, not great at it. So. Yeah, that's definitely a mood, too, of, like, I wish that I could, I low-key wish that I could do literally anything else, but alas. Uh But alas, especially, like, the dollar down is particularly poignant at the time, but, uh, just, like, I I feel like I'm no good at, but but I'm no good at math kind of implies that, like, it's, like, backward narcissist is, like, I'm so good at this, and I would want to do something easier, but I'm just not good at that. Yeah, well, and two, like, I do like the implication of, like, and even if I was good at math, it would still be kind of futile. Yeah, and it's like, I'm no good at math, and now's not the time. Yeah, it's good. But, uh, and then he talks about planting palm trees, and he wants to feel the wind chill on the, on the ocean, or on the lake, not the ocean, the lake. Lake Michigan. Yeah, well, and I like the kind of juxtaposition of, like, taking L.A. and bringing it back to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And, like... Being like, you know, like before I before I get old, I need to come back here. But if I do, I'm gonna take like this place that I've been with me. Yeah, you're gonna read that pre-chorus that you love yes. so much. I want to scream "I love you" from the top of my lungs, but I'm afraid that someone else will hear me. It says so much Mood. with so little. It says it's so, so much. Good. Oh, I just, I'm gonna read this annotation. Do you ever feel so passionate about something that you want to scream? <laughs> this is this is the feeling Wince is trying to bring across. But since he's so famous, he can't say anything without consequences. I mean, that's fair. But also, that's like I, that's one reading of the song or the yeah. Lyric. I mean, like it definitely, especially too. I could see that reading in relation to like the themes of the album. Mm-hmm. But I think you can have a broader reading of just like I feel like everybody has had something that they've like cared a lot about, but like maybe couldn't pursue because of like different pressures in their lives or like fears or whatever mm-hmm. or even like say telling someone that you love them but like not being able to like get that across for whatever reason like yeah you just can't express it enough but also the idea uh, <laughs> scream from the top of my lungs but if someone else heard it and thought it was about them there's also that very like i don't know what to do with that reading but it also exists mm-hmm. just a good lyric i feel like it's it's, it's a lyric where i feel like even if you're not relating to it in the way it's written. You can like, you can probably relate to it. Like, it's just a very, it, it's the perfect amount of Pete Wentz TM vagueness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I think it's, it's very well put into the song with the way the the music kind of fits around it and the way Patrick delivers it mm-hmm. before, before the chorus slams back in. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel too. It's good shit. 
Uh, and then the chorus says, you can only blame your problems on the world for so long before it all becomes the same old song. Which is that, is that them side-eyeing their own music a little bit? Perhaps. <laughs> as soon as we hit the hospital, I know we're going to leave this town and get new passports and get, 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 get out now. I don't know what the hospital ship's necessarily about, but... <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of the... Um, I can't remember what song it is right now, but there's a line that's very similar to that in one of the songs in Save Rock and Roll. Um, is it Save Rock and Roll? Maybe? I genuinely can't remember. Because I was thinking about a hospital lyric from Affinity on High. Yeah. I feel like at least with the, the Save Rock and Roll one and this one both kind of remind me of the idea of like... Like, I don't know why, but, like, of grabbing someone who's, like, somehow harmed themselves and, like, just, you know, like, as soon as making sure that they're good, just, like, getting the fuck out and, like, restarting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what, like, hit the hospital refers to. It's, like, after we get there, like, after we end up there for whatever reason, or are you going there on your way out of town to get something? Or is it just, like, that? that's a low point, and after that, where... Like, we know we're just going to bail. Yeah. That's kind of always how I take it. More of just, like, the, like, kind of hitting the bottom or whatever. And then being like, all right, fuck it, we're done. Mm-hmm. There's a part of this an annotation that says maybe it's related to the imminent hiatus. But I don't know if I feel that at all. Verse 2 comes in. And I do, I like verse 2 a lot. Where it says, all the yes men said no comment. My mouth got going the wrong way. And all the calls started snowing the time my dad caught me a horseshoe crab i asked him if throwing it back into the sea would bring our luck back is good it is good i it's a little bit more abstract it is yeah are you but i like it can you click on this annotation just to look at the picture at the bottom of it uh which one the annotation for verse two okay You look so sad. He looks so upset. It's Joe. It's Joe playing guitar with like a handlebar mustache. <laughs> he looks so upset. I do. I like, I feel like I don't mind the fact that it got more abstract here just because it kind of elicits the feeling of like an intrusive childhood memory, mm-hmm. which I think is like fine. Like it definitely like has the moment of like kind of muse, like, like the first part kind of feels like, oh, you're like musing about like stuff like yourself, like the yes men said no comment, my mouth got going the wrong way and all the calls started snowing, like that feels kind of like introspective mm-hmm. and thoughtful and then it kind of slides into that memory. Yeah, there's some, something about it to me always felt like the way in the first verse he's talking about quitting and doing all this stuff and then like, I feel like verse one through the chorus is like a contained thing a speaker says and then verse mm-hmm. two is like, talking about this like after that like the yes men said no comment to everything he said before that moment mm-hmm. and I, that's just my brain filling in the gaps but that's how it feels with the way the chorus ends and then the verse two rhythm comes back in yeah but yeah then the shift from uh all the all the calls coming in and then uh then yeah then it just juts into the the time his dad caught him a horseshoe crab yeah it says, the annotation says, his mistake might bring to mind and memory of his childhood. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. Did, I ever, did I ever get that look back? Do I still just not have luck because of a crab? <laughs> Which I think about regularly myself. Yeah, and too, it says that he actually, like, ha- this is like a real memory for him, I guess. Mm-hmm. For Pete? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Jersey yeah, Shore. Yeah, it says, in a 2010 blog post, Pete revealed the lyric referred to an actual memory of his. The lyric happened when I was eight at the Jersey Shore. Kind of hate the memory and lyric when connected to that. Ha ha. Ha So, interesting. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like it. I like that it's a little bit more, like, cerebral feeling, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Patrick's delivery just really makes it not jarring in any way. Like, I think it, I think I think Patrick just kind of like the the way he finds his own bullshit rhythm just like works. Yeah, I agree. the pre-chorus and chorus coming again and um there is a bridge uh tell that boy i'll leave you alone now like a stove i'll turn my love down supra and the prophet are both in the business of souls cool i don't know what the fuck that means but it sounds good when he says it (laughs) yeah well there's two different annotations because there's one for the tell that boy i'll leave you alone slash stove shit um, and then there's one, Supra is Latin for above, so he could be saying that the person I mentioned above, um, and the narrator to aim to win souls, Supra is also a footwear company specializing <laughs> in skate shoes and is such as in the business of souls as in shoe souls, S-O-L-E-S. That's probably not what it means. <laughs> no, especially because I feel like if that's what it meant, they would have spelled it, it would have been a Pete Wentz thing to spell it S-O-L-E-S. Mm-hmm. See, what's um, weird to me is that, like, Supra being above, at no point are they saying God. No. Like, that seems the obvious jump for me, because it's Supra and the Prophet. And it says, yeah, the Prophet might be a reference to the Islamic Prophet Muhammad, but could also be more generally anyone who, blah, 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 the definition yeah, of a souls. Prophet. Um, I do think it's interesting to use Supra as a relation to, like, the person I mentioned above. Mm-hmm. I guess it's never like the way songs. Work, I don't read it. I, w- I don't read it that way, but I think that's yeah. interesting. If it was before, I think I would give that more credence because I don't really think of above in terms of the thing I said before. Like, I guess we are reading lyrics, so it is technically above in this context. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I guess like this part is weird to me because, like, it is. I would say that it's like an unrequited love song to a degree, right? But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell that boy I'll leave you alone now. Yeah, but I feel like this is the first time we really get something explicit of, like, that they're not together, maybe, in some way. Because I feel like the rest of the lyrics, like, you know, the the hitting the hospital, um, and I know we're going to leave this town. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of indicates that they're still, like, around each other, if nothing else. Um, But then this kind of leads into, like, an indication of, like... Maybe it's not what it seemed. And like, I don't know. I kind of like it too, because I feel like it connects to the previous verses and that like, 
it all kind of feels like someone musing on this relationship to a degree and kind of like having a like a stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. to a degree of like being like oh you know I wish that like I kind of wish that I could do something else but I would suck at it and it wouldn't really make sense oh now I'm thinking about this person that I really care about oh now I'm thinking about this like childhood mistake now I'm back to like thinking about this person that I really care about and being like ah shit like I'm just gonna back off you know Mm -hmm. like I think it's interesting yeah and it's again like I think it's 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 vague and I think it's a amount of vagueness that I'm fine with yeah I think it's an amount of vagueness I'm fine with because the structure like lends itself to the vagueness yeah and like like it feels like having a train of thought yeah it's it's delivered well by like not just Patrick but just like the way that the the rest of the song builds around the vocal delivery. It just works. Mm-hmm. I don't, the Supra and the Prophet, it sounds really good. I don't really get what it has to do with anything else. It's such a non sequitur. Um, which, yeah. which I'm just like, yeah, like they intentionally chose to put this with the, the bridge. Uh, but why? Yeah, I don't like, it sounds really, really good when Patrick sings it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's such a good moment of the song, but I'm like, but, like, what yeah, does I mean, this it is, mean? Th- this is, like, this is a line I did not know what it was until, like, five minutes ago. Like, and I never cared, because it just sounds good. And I knew that, like, I knew what the song meant to me already. Because mm-hmm. uh, the bridge happens, and it's fine. But, yeah, like, it is, like, I'm probably going to muse on it for a while and be like, huh, Super and the Prophet are both in the business? I guess they are. <laughs> I guess it's true. I guess they are. Huh. 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 It's gotta be the shoe thing. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a fucking <laughs> footwear I've never company. heard of that, yeah. Supra footwear. I'm on their website now. It's blurry. I think they're probably asking me to like turn off ad block. That's fine. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to be like, were they around in 2008? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair question. Uh, who could say? Uh, non-Googleable question. But let us know if you know. Yeah, if you know. SWGDPod. Tweet at us. Tweet it. Say it in the Discord. And then there's a pre-chorus again. It loops twice. There's an outro that is basically uh, the chorus. But he yells he, it more. He yells it more, and also the last two lines are get new passports and get, 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 get out, get, 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 get out now. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a really good song.
And I, I really like the technical stuff of Fall Out Boy songs when it comes to, like, I, th- I think, like, the way that this record mixes vocals is just, like, a masterclass in doing that. Like, Infinity on High, really good. This album, I feel, is, like, really good and has transcendent moments. And, like, this yeah, song... Yeah, I would agree with that. I think, like, again, we all know where we stand on the Fall Out Boy yes, yes. on High thing, but I do... We respect each other. I do agree <laughs> We're both with you. right. <laughs> We're both correct, yes. I do agree with you, though, that the vocal mixing on Fall I Do is, like, next level. Yeah. Like, especially, like, as someone who's not super familiar with a lot of that kind of stuff, like, I can still tell on Fall I Do that it's, like, next level shit. Mm-hmm. And then I think this last outro is a good example of that, too. Like, the, the, those last few lines, it's, it's just real good. If every, everything feels intentional in a way that I think uh, further delivers the energy and meaning of the song. It's so yeah. good. It just it's, it's like, so good. Love uh, this so good. I love this song so much. So good. Oh, this uh I learned also today. I don't think I mentioned this on the show that it uh this is the most successful non-single song from the record. It uh it I love how this is described. It's like peaking at number 20 on the Billboard bubbling <laughs> under chart. Bubbling which means it's under. at which means that it's at 120. It didn't break the hot 100. Um, but I guess they call that the bubbling under <laughs> chart. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, um, you know what, Joe? I've been thinking about it. Oh, about what? I think this song might have elicited a genuine feeling from me. Oh shit! Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. It makes you want to scream at the top of your lungs. Yeah. Are you afraid that anyone's gonna hear you? Always. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Weird that we make a podcast, but... <laughs> Where I exclusively scream. Now um, we need to think about some other arbitrary reason to keep doing this show. <laughs> the fact that we're not dead yet. Yeah, that's it. That's the other seal, is we die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last seal is death itself. Uh-huh. We'll figure out a way to deal with that. So I guess, I mean, I still have to ask you about bargaining, but... But first, I, I gotta know where you are online. So like, That's hold true. on, hold on, hold on. Caitlin! All right, where are you on the internet? <laughs> I am on twitter.com at CG and ARs, and from there I have a pin tweet with all of my projects. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O, and I sometimes tweet about the shows that I make. Or retweet tweets about the shows that I make, uh, but you can find them on the same network as this one at theorangegroves.com. And uh, at the bottom of the page, you can find a link to the Orange Groves Discord server and come chat about this show or some other ones or just hang out in general and say Creeper because that's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, there's also a pairing playlist. I will pick a non Fallout Boy song to go alongside this one. You can find a link to that in the show notes or i think search fob cast on spotify and uh surely that's it oh twitter swgd pod we've said it like three times in this episode but yeah just Gotta for plug it though yeah with all the other ones swgd pod but i think that's it Kaylin! yes joe oh this is more than you bargained for yet this one actually is because i forgot that it made me feel things and then it did and i was like huh it's really good it's so good
I'm gonna have to post that same image again of I love this record more than I love myself. <laughs> there's there's like another layer of a joke with that because this record is narcissistic, but still. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good meta content in that. Uh-huh. But until next Wednesday, when we talk about another Fallout Boy song, it is time for us to say goodbye. Good bye. Welcome to 294 Note Streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every mm, two weeks? We rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! <laughs> Is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? <laughs> Find out by listening to 294 Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music. <laughs>